This is our number two. It's time for the fastest 15 minutes in the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. Oh, it's a world of news in a tidy little 15-minute package just for you. Yeah, you. Welcome to our Fastest 15. As we mentioned yesterday, Nicole uh, off today. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's using her Christmas gift that I got her, and she's sharing it with Brandy Cruz, which thrills me no end. But uh, got, uh, got her tickets to see Luke Bryan in Vegas tonight. So if you're going to see Luke Bryan in Vegas tonight, go say hi to Nicole and Brandy while you're there. Should be, should be quite the shindig. I don't like to toot my own horn, but uh, they'll be in the front row, center section. Yeah. Now, we've, like, as I said yesterday, I wasn't even going to talk about this. Then Brandy said it. But uh, we've had a really unbelievable year with the show. And uh, it's the least I can do, something like that. So, uh, plus, I didn't get her a very good birthday present earlier this year. So a combined birthday and Christmas. You know how it goes. Sometimes you got to make up for lost ground. But I can't wait to hear about it on Monday's show. So we'll we'll do that. Hey, I've got a question for you. Before I get to all the serious stuff, and I have a lot of serious stuff to talk about. But I still, you know, one thing I hate is getting a Christmas gift wish list from our three daughters. Like one of them's very serious. She puts, you know, she has like a spreadsheet that she, that she texts to all of us with the things she wants. It has links. And I don't want to get them something that's just checking something off a list they have. So uh, my, my wife and I will usually get them, uh, you know, one or two things on the list that they really want. But then the dad gift... I always try to get them something that they would never think of. I, it's just, I don't know. I hate Christmas gift wish lists. So maybe that's my first question to you. Do you hate them as much as I do? And then they always ask me, Dad, we never know what to get you. Anytime you want something, you just buy it for yourself. Give us a list. Have you sent out your list yet? I won't do a list. I want them to come up with something creative that they think I would like. And, uh, and, and because it's true. If there's something I want, I just get it. But if there's something I haven't thought of and they think of it, well, then that's special for me. Okay, so that's question number one. I hate Christmas gift wish lists. And are you with me on that? I won't buy for my daughters off of them, and I won't submit one to anybody in my family. I'm just anti-gift list. Come up with something. We all know each other well enough that we can come up with something that would be kind of fun and cool. Okay, then number two. What I tend to do, and this, this is not, this isn't good. This is more for me than for my, my daughters. Because my daughters are, they're, 32, 29, and 28. But I still cling to when they were young. 
And I loved getting them toys and games. And so I try to find, even to this day, toys and games that uh, would be fun. You know, we'll play it on Christmas Day. And, you know, usually we have some people drop by the house on Christmas Day and we can play the games. And maybe the game sits dormant for the next 364 days. But, uh, but I, but I enjoy toys and games. So anyway. I saw a New York Times story today, an unofficial ranking, and this will probably appeal more to you parents who have younger kids, kids still at home with you, an unofficial ranking of the 10 most annoying kids' toys. I love this topic. What are the all-time most... And don't come up with some, you know, video game that I've never heard of. I'm talking about things that have been somewhat timeless, that maybe you and I might have gotten as kids, that we got our kids, that, that our kids might get their kids someday. So they came up with a ranking of the 10 most annoying kids' toys. Uh, number one... And I don't even know what this is, really. The Talking Baby Walker. A baby push walker. A multicolored Frankenstein that somewhat resembles a walker for seniors. It talks, sings, and shouts out a barrage of cloying songs and sounds that will occupy space in my brain until the day I die. Uh, Welcome to the learning farm. We have lots to show you. When you return the play phone to its cradle, it shrieks, thanks for calling, in an unhinged old-school New York accent. Uh, The walker has everything, a keyboard, a phone, a barn. What are you? I'm not familiar with this product, but the New York Times said it is the most annoying kid's toy. Okay, now some of the others I can relate to. Slime is number two. Uh, slime, anything that can stick in the carpet, I didn't like. Play-Doh's on the list also. And my wife and I were talking, we, we didn't like Play-Doh. We got the Play-Doh because you have to if you're a parent, and you put it in the little plastic thingy-jingle, and then you push down on the hoo-ha, and uh, then a diamond-shaped tube will come out or something like that. And, uh, and, but eventually the Play-Doh gets into the carpet. Yeah, we don't need that. Uh, I'm going to leave this one towards the end. Uh, let's see. Play-Doh, destroyer of nice things, they said. Uh, rock tumbler. I had a rock tumbler when I was a little boy. Rock tumbler. Uh, If you love the sounds of a clothes dryer full of broken ceramics, this toy is for you. For around $50, you can get a gadget resembling a concrete mixer that's loud for days on end. If you live in a small apartment, the noise will drive you insane. You should get something a little quieter, like a trumpet. Uh, Kinetic sand. The sand coated with silicone oil, that's on their list, New York Times. Uh, Harmonicas, irritating saliva spreader, they call it. Okay, but I'm going to tell you one thing that's on the list. And I will tell you, their write-up of it is spot on. But I decided about, I don't know, 
15 years ago. I never had an ant farm when I was a kid. And I decided I wanted an ant farm. I don't know why. I'm a grown adult. But I thought, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. So I get the ant farm, and then you get the little tube with the uh, ants in it, and they're all cryogenically frozen. You have to thaw them out. I wonder what that does to them. And then you pour the tube into the top of the ant farm after you put all the sand in there, and then you just watch the magic. It is magical. They dig all these tunnels, and they one grain of sand at a time, and and you have to feed them regularly, put down a little, little tiny piece of apple <coughs> or sugar water, stuff like that. Sorry, I had to cough. But, uh, but I love ant farms. But then I re- read the New York Times description of them, and they just say they're depressing. And there's nothing in this write-up I can disagree with. I considered getting my son an ant farm until a mom shared her cautionary tale. I thought it'd be fun to watch their little society build. See, that's what I thought, too. It'd be cool. Watch them work collaboratively. And then she said, instead, it became a daily reminder of the Sisyphean futility of life. As they <laughs> Such a good description. Of the Sisyphean futility of life as they slowly buried their dead until there was one ant left wandering a horrorscape alone. <laughs> Wishing for the sweet embrace of death to take her too, and that is what. But I mean, it's it's amazing. You watch them one grain of sand at a time, and they dig out these intricate tunnels, and sometimes the tunnels merge with each other, and they're just working, working, working. They they got a job to do, and they do it well. But it's true. Then, at some point, the ants start dying, and they drag the bodies across that hellscape. And then they one grain of sand at a time. They bury the bodies because there's a little stack of sand on that top level where they're pulling out the grains to make the tunnels. And then it's true. Eventually, only one is alive. And it's like the end of, you know, every futuristic horror movie or episodes of The Twilight Zone where it's just one ant walking around. It's going to read for the rest of its life, but somebody broke its glasses. It's, it's, it's kind of sad. But so I, I love Ant Farm still. I would not put it on my top ten list of the worst and most most annoying kids' toys, they called it. I still find it to be interesting. So anyway, I'm going to toss this out to you. We're going to write this up for my Northwest. So your comments, we will sift through them, and we will include the best in our my Northwest story as well. But uh, so text us triple eight ninety seven three Cairo triple eight ninety seven three five four seven six. What is the most annoying kids' toy? The other one I'd put on the list is electric football. I don't know if anybody ever gets or plays electric football anymore. But you'd spend two minutes 
setting up the offense, setting up the defense. Then you turn on the vibrator. And then all 22 men would go to one corner of the metal field and spin in circles. Gain of two. Let's set them up again. It would take you weeks to play one game. It was, it was, it was the most unsatisfying toy ever where your, your excitement versus the reality of it. There's never been a bigger gap, excitement versus reality, than electric football. Anyway, uh, let me know what you put on that list. Most annoying kids' toys of all time. And make them classics. I don't want no newfangled things here. 888 Up next in the Fastest 15, I have an unbelievable story to share with you. New Zealand has had some of the most stringent COVID mandates on planet Earth. They had universal mandates for vaccinations. Well, we now know that the vaccinations don't work that well. But in New Zealand, there's a a couple. They just had a baby boy. And it turns out the baby boy needs heart surgery. And the mom and dad... They do not want their baby to get blood that has been vaccinated. They want the baby to have unvaxed human blood. And so they found donors who were unvaccinated and the correct blood type. And they said, we will donate blood for your baby's heart surgery. Well, the nation of New Zealand said, nope. Then the baby can just die and not get a heart surgery because the baby's going to get blood that's been vaccinated just like everybody else in the uh, transfusions. And the parents said, no, we have, vol- we have people who will give our baby pure blood, unvaccinated blood, because we don't know what the vax is going to do to a baby under six months old who needs heart surgery. Earlier today, the mom and dad were sitting in the hospital room with their baby in, in a crib. And there are three police officers just sitting and chatting with them because this has become a huge national story. And that's when hospital and state officials came in and took this baby away from the parents so that they can give it a heart surgery and the transfusion would be vaccinated blood against the parents' wishes. No, 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 don't, don't do that, boys. Uh, hey, don't do it. Hey, just don't do it. Please don't do it. Hey, because he's now talking about the surgery. You guys are criminals. You are criminals. You are conducting a criminal act here. So what's the preoperative? And he's happened before the surgery. Hey, we've been talking to you like rational people, and now you're just removed. You are criminals. You are criminals. You- Guys, move out! Move out the way! You guys are acting like criminals! You are acting like criminals! All of you are criminals! You are criminals! You are a criminal! Can you imagine if this was your baby? What we know is that children who are vaxxed and boosted are more likely to get COVID than unvaccinated children. And here these parents are convinced that they don't want their child to be some kind of a test dummy for Moderna and Pfizer. 
and the government took their child away because that is the cult of vaccinations. That's what the pharmaceutical industry has done to our planet. It's just uh, it's horrifying, horrifying to watch. All right, that is your Fastest 15. This has been the Fastest 15 Minutes in the News. Fast, 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 fast. Dory's Fastest 15. Hey, he's always a listener favorite. Bob the Barber. Some other states are saying they're going to remove the fines against businesses that stayed open during COVID. Well, Bob stayed open with his barbershop in Snohomish. Jay Inslee wants $96,000. I'm going to see if Jay Inslee has talked about forgiving Bob's fine. That's next here on the Dory Monson Show. Well, this week, the governor of North Carolina, Glenn Youngkin, he's a Republican. He replaced his Democrat predecessor. He said that the fining of businesses that defied COVID orders because they stayed open, Glenn Youngkin called those fines draconian and outrageous. He said it was uh, COVID-era draconian overreach, and he has announced that he is going to end all COVID-19 fines and penalties. I said North Carolina earlier. I mean Virginia. In Virginia, I'm wondering if Jay Inslee is in the process of doing that here. I haven't heard anything. One of the targets of Jay Inslee has been our friend Bob Martin. He runs the Stag Barbershop in Snohomish, and he joins us once again here on the Dory Monson Show. Hey, Bob, it's always great to talk with you. That's good to hear your voice, too, Dory. Thank you for your help. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, the new governor of Virginia says that he is going to overturn any fines that his predecessor levied. Where are you right now with Jay Inslee and with the state of Washington? What what do they claim you owe them? Well, they they claim that they that I owed them ninety six thousand dollars to start with, and that's okay. last I heard of that. And I sent them a promissory note for that, written on toilet paper. <laughs> and uh, literally, literally you know, in case people haven't heard our conversations before, you literally wrote your promissory note on toilet paper and sent it to them. I sent it down there, yeah. And yeah. got, we got got it on video. Yeah, I, I asked for a Superior Court ever to ask for a jury trial if they want to push this thing. Yep. I didn't do anything wrong. They're the ones that did something wrong, taking our civil rights away from us, our liberty to work and take care of our family. I'd have been dead broke a long time ago, and there's no way I could go out and take care of a daughter that's special needs and because of a tumor she has. And, and I just, uh, I just, I would have lost everything, and I just couldn't afford that. It's against the Constitution to do what they are trying to do. And uh, everybody that came here came here to support the Constitution. And that's what I did it for. I had no idea it was going to blow up and be as big as it turned out to be, but that's what happened. And 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 a lot of people are supporting me. A lot of them say, if you go to court, I want to be on the jury. (laughs) I'm sure they do. Uh, And it's it's not just you and your family, but all all the guys who work in your shop, they are all disabled veterans themselves, aren't they? Absolutely. They're all disabled. One's 90%, one's 50%. We're all veterans in here, and that's the only ones that I want to have work here because we help kind of look after each other. And that's we have to do that because although the people that are constitutional people are are supporting us, there's a lot of them that were here coming here. And one of the ladies that came here years ago was uh, a couple years ago was uh, a Chinese person who came over from China. She'd been in prison over there. Her brother okay. got her over here. She went to the University of Washington as a photojournalist, and she did a story. And one guy, when I got that story in the Epic Times. I got letters from all over the United States thanking me for standing up for the Constitution. So there's no, 
question what this is all about. It was heartwarming to me to know that I had enough people that believed in the Constitution. When I was in high school, I, I turned a teacher in in 1959 for teaching the virtues of communism. And the principal we had in Snohomish was Hal Moe, and he, he was a Marine, World War II Marine. He told the guy, he says, you want to keep working here, you better knock off your BS. And uh, so I got an A in the class after that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, man, I wish we had some people calling out the activist teachers today because uh, it's it's gotten worse than ever in our public schools. You sh- you know that, I'm sure. Well, it has, and, and I just think that a lot of people are, are folding. And they, 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 just, they don't want to fight. If you have a government job, a hog, I call it a hog drop job, if you're getting paid tax dollars, they don't, and they threaten to take your job away from you and threaten to take your, your, your the rights away from your, your your income plus medical and dental. A lot of guys are scared to death. I, I liked what happened in New York when the Supreme Court back there ruled that they have to pay back a year's back pay to all anybody that got fired, firemen and cops. And I hope it comes out here in Seattle. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> New York is probably going to have the money to do it. No, that's true. But uh, I just got a memo this week within the State Department of Transportation. If somebody was fired because they were unvaccinated, guys who drive snowplows, if they were fired for being unvaccinated, they still will not rehire them. And we're going to have, you know, it's already been bad in the passes. It's going to get a lot worse as we move through December and into January and February. And we don't have enough snowplow operators. But they're saying if somebody got vaccinated a year and a half ago and they apply for a job, they'll consider hiring them. But they will not hire back one of the unvaccinated people that they fired. They will not admit when they are wrong on an issue. History has proven that Jay Inslee and the state of Washington were wrong about all of this stuff, Bob, and they will not admit it. Well, they, yeah, they don't want to admit it. And that's, you know, they're, they're just, they're communists is what they really are. They're trying to teach us, lean us toward a socialist form of government. We can't let them get away with this stuff. And that's, you got to stand up and fight back. People need to to have enough gonads to stand up and do what's right based on our Constitution. They had no right to do what they did, and those mandates were not law anyway. So, and I'm, I'm, I hope they, they they have to pay back all that money to those people in New York City. That was the Supreme Court that did that. No, oh, I know. I know. I know they're going to fight that, but... Did you ever... Let's go back before COVID. So, how, how old a guy are you now, Bob? I'm 82. 82. Let's go back three years. You're 79. None of us had ever heard of COVID. You had fought for our country. You'd enlisted in the Marines 60 years earlier. Uh, did you think you'd already done all your fighting? Are you shocked that as you move into your 80s that you are still fighting for your country the way that you are and fighting for the freedom and liberty that you signed up to defend 60 years ago as a Marine? You know, a lot of people that are, have a government job have to have to take the oath too, supporting our Constitution, and that's basically everybody who's been in the service has to take the same oath. And um, no, I, I never thought I'd have to be doing that now, but it put me in mind of turning in that teacher back in 1959 for teaching yeah. virtues of communism, socialism, and what the, what the, the Marine that we had was a, a high school t- t- uh, a principal here in Snohomish was Hal Mo. He was a major in the Marine Corps in World War II. He wasn't going to put over that crap either. Well, I understand. You know, the only the only people that are commissioned now in service that make general staff, they're a bunch of wimps. Look at Millie. What a sad case that guy is. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, who? 
Who did you just say? Millie. General Millie. Oh, Billy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a moron. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just think that, that well, he is. He's anything but an American. Right. He doesn't deserve He doesn't deserve to be in the service at all. You know, they're, right. they're, trying, to, you know, they're trying to make him into girly boys because they figure there won't be any fight left in him. Oh, well, there's, 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 there's a not a lot of fight left in, in very many people. That's why... That's why I always enjoy talking to you, Bob, because the one thing that has not diminished in your 82 years, you haven't lost any of your fight, and I appreciate and respect that. Well, that's, I, I just think that if, if most of your old Marines, there's a lot of Marines out here, Yeah, they feel the same way, but it just happened that the way things unfolded, they ended up making me a poster boy. I didn't start out thinking this was going to happen, but it did. Right. But, and it's all about our Constitution, period. I've been talking about that a lot because uh, Jay Inslee and the Democrats, they want a state income tax. They call it a capital gains tax. It's absolutely 100% unconstitutional. And I've been asking the question, all of these people swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States and of the state of Washington. Uh, This is absolutely unconstitutional, and yet they are pushing to get that through. Uh, they've even got a court to say they can collect the tax until the Supreme Court rules on it. Uh, so, yeah, these people who swear to uphold the Constitution while they are working every day to undermine the Constitution, I'm shocked that there aren't more people who are upset about this. Well, they'll be upset when they get the bill in the mail. Or, and they, you know, Nowadays, they can come and take, take your house away from you if you don't pay your property taxes. And they jack the prices up on houses. Who makes out that the state, I mean, the county assessor, of course, they make right. a lot of money. Yeah. And all they have to do to get more money is just tell you your place is worth more money. A lot of people sold because they thought, oh, boy, I, I, I paid 200000 for the house, and now I'm going to get 450000 for it. They think they cut a fat hog. Well, until you go out and buy another house. So they, they generate right. income exactly. that way. For the okay, hog, so for the bottom hog, line... Well, governors around the country say they are going to forgive all the COVID fines. You have not heard anything from Jay Inslee, and he and and our Attorney General Bob Ferguson. They still claim that you owe them eighty six thousand dollars. Is that right? Well, it was it was, it was ninety six thousand. Yeah, ninety six thousand. Okay, they have, they have to they have to accept the promissory note. That's all the twenty dollar bill is. It's all fiat money anyway. Right, right. It isn't worth anything. So, uh, do, do you know? Do they have your toilet paper, your uh, promissory note on toilet paper? Do they have that in a safe somewhere now? <laughs> I'm sure it's on there somewhere. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no hey, they Aaron, look, look at the benefit you know, I, of this, Bob. I paid, I paid, I paid two hundred fifty dollars for a jury trial. If Ferguson yeah. wants to go to court, I'll go to court. Oh, I know Everybody you. Says, I hope I, I hope I get drawn for the jury. So at Ferguson, I think he's kind of been quiet about it. Right now, he's after some gun shop down south. I see he's just saw him in the news the other day. Yeah, in federal way. I don't know what they right. were doing. Yeah. yeah. Over a, over right. a magazine thing. That's, well, here's, here's the, the good news. If they ever run out of toilet paper at the state capitol, if, if somebody's in an emergency situation, they can always go and grab your promissory note, Bob. You might help somebody through a crisis. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to help anybody that needs help, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, Bob. Well, as always, right. keep me posted, sir. Okay. 
Or if anything pops up, I'll, I'll give you give you a shout. Thank you for you got your support. It. All right. Always oh, good to talk to you. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Bob Martin, it's the Stag Barbershop in Snohomish. If you want to go and support the man, that's an American right there, I'm telling you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text me at 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. Lots more straight ahead here on the Dory Monson Show. Well, as we've been telling you all week, this is the 34th annual year of us partnering with Holiday Magic. The folks at Treehouse who work with foster kids in our state, Cairo Radio and Treehouse for 34 years have been doing this Holiday Magic program. And I am here to tell you there is still time to not only bid on something to make a generous donation, but you might get something really cool for a loved one for a Christmas gift, we've got Mariner ticket packages, the Kraken, the Seahawks, visits with most of the talk shows. But if you're going to visit with our talk show, you're going to have to do it out on the waters of Puget Sound because our friend Tom Nelson, theoutdoorline.com, my, uh, my, my Sitka buddy, Tom Nelson <laughs> has volunteered to take me and Nicole and you and a guest out to catch some salmon. Tom joins us here on the Dory Monson Show. Good afternoon, sir. Well, I'm I'm humbled at the opportunity to do it. I, I'm amazed at the generosity, Dory, of people that have, that have stepped up for this whole auction. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to take this seriously, too, though. I, I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm setting that crab gear at least a day in advance and make darn sure we got a bunch of salmon around it. Well, in fact, I, I tell you what, yeah. I'll even offer to process and smoke and vacuum pack their catch because you know somebody's going out on a a limb here to do this and i think it's so cool the the wife actually made me watch jaws earlier this summer yeah and she goes that's you you're quint and i go no 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 i'm not i'm not gonna wow so so there we go yeah it was it was painful it was you know sometimes the self-reflection is is uh is is helpful, right? It, it's good to grow a little bit, right? Now, now, if you're Quint, who am I? Am I Richard Dreyfus or am I the the sheriff? Yeah, I think I think you. Yeah, I think we make you Richard Dreyfus and and Brock's the sheriff. Okay. You know, okay. for, for 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 lack of any other real character references, I'm not going to make him the mayor. Okay. Yeah. Okay? But 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 he'd be Brody. He he could be the he could be the he could be the mayor. So. Okay. All right. So, speak, so but, but mayors, I want to make sure I got, I got this straight because I don't want to oversell this since our Okay. Our bidders are being so generous. So we're going to come back, ho- hopefully, with the max, which is two two fish per person. Is that right? So the cool thing is this landed on an odd year. Okay, so we're going to be doing it summer of 2023. Okay. You know what happens in our odd years? We are invaded by the pink horde. There's, there's, I'm guessing this year that we're probably going to have upwards of 3 million pink salmon coming into Puget Sound. If we can if we can plan this thing and get on Chinook, we will do so. If we can plan this thing and get on Coho, we will do so. But the cool thing about humpies are, or pink salmon, they're very, very numerous. I know how to smoke them, that they are going to be amazing eating, but there's just a lot of fun to catch. And, and even if we are doing this uh, later in the Chinook run, we and if it's a big pink run is what you know, the word on the street is, We'll catch them as well. So it could be a bonus limit is what I'm trying to spit out here. Wow. There's a potential for somebody to get a nice Chinook and also get a bonus limit of a couple pink salmon and a limit of crab. 
I'm not oh. promising that. I'm just saying that is a possibility. And you're going home with a, with a bunch of fish that you can share with people or, like you, Dory, you can hoard, hoard it. Just kind of keep it they're making it tough to get crab these days, aren't they? Actually, is there some restriction on the, on the uh, commercial crabbers? Well, there is, but we're not commercial. No, I we're, know that. We are the no, that's what I'm saying and, is that this is an food. opportunity to do an end run against the uh, the government restrictions. Oh, so you're, you're see, that speaks to my audience the right there. The, no crab in the Bering Sea. You're you're yeah. talking about you're talking about those <laughs> those restrictions up there. But that's yeah. uh, you know, come on. I, I have taken you up to Alaska, but this trip yes. is going to take place in Puget Sound for crab and and Chinook and and probably humpies. So that's okay. that's, that's going to be a drill. Can't wait. Okay. And just so we're all clear, humpies is a fish. Our pink salmon, yes. Right, right, okay. Yes, yes. I didn't want any shenanigans going on on the boat there. Okay. Me? All right. Come on. I know, I know. it. All right, so uh, (laughs) if people want to bid on this fabulous outing, we'll go out for about four hours. It'll be after the show, one beautiful summer afternoon, evening, July, August, September, whenever we can make this happen. Tom says he's going to drop the crab pots. We'll get you some salmon, uh, and we'll have a good time. That I can guarantee. So just go to uh, mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic, and then you'll see the link for all the auction items. And like I said, you can do Mariners uh, tickets, Kraken tickets, Seahawks tickets, show visits with the other shows on the station, or you can come out fishing with uh, Tom and Nicole and me and, and Joey, too, right? I'm, I'm expecting Joey's oh, going to be I there. can't. i got to have my partner Joey on board. Come on, man. Absolutely. You, you know this. Okay. I, I still haven't gone back in my DVR, but you told me you were on Jesse Waters again earlier this week, and I was asking the question on the show <laughs> yesterday. Is there a chance you're going to get too big for me, Tom? Never, never, Dory. Come on, Dory. Is this the, national the profile that you have the growing? Question. No, no, but the question on the docket yet is, yeah. has Brock officially tendered the Sitka invitation for this year? I, look, I, I, I'm, I just sit back you and your wait. mailbox? I sit back and wait. So if if, <laughs> if it's tendered, I'm in. If not, I I understand. I didn't make the A list this year. Yeah, I just you know, just remember, it's not me. It's him, right? Right. Oh you know, yeah. So if you're gonna take your ire out of somebody, it's not me. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm there. Talk about somebody getting too big for me. You kidding me? I know, dude. Okay. You know, Mister Mister Pac Twelve Master of Ceremonies. Holy <laughs> That's right. smokes, dude. <laughs> Man. All right, go to mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic, see the auction link. And if you want to spend an afternoon evening fishing with Tom and me, Nicole's gonna join us. Joey, uh, and we'll get you whatever we can get you. Uh do that right now. It closes at eleven fifty-nine tonight, the auction. Tom, this is very generous of you. Thank you for doing this. You the generosity is coming from you, because if you weren't on the boat, this thing wouldn't have got the attention that it has. And Don't it's going for a stop. wonderful cause. Okay. treehouse, uh, com slash holiday magic auction link. Come fishing with us. Tom, thank you. We'll talk soon, my friend. All right, buddy. You take care. All right. Uh, Tom Nelson, and check him out uh, tomorrow morning, theoutdoorline.com. Uh, on 710 Seattle Sports. All right, love to hear your thoughts on all this. You can text us at 888-97-3 Cairo, 888-97-3-5476. We will check the news. And then the big lead at two coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show.